the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. At a certain point, you have to recognize we don't have a republic. This is controlled demolition of our economy because it's within that destruction the most corrupted among us become extremely powerful. This is an intentional act of destroying the peace and tranquility of our life, but moreover, to backdoor nationalize every single dollar in this country. At $6.9 trillion in spending would be higher than at any time during the pandemic, and about $2.5 trillion above the pre-pandemic level, representing a 55% increase. That is controlled destruction, because what these corrupt mafia bastards understand, their failure is their greatest success. Their failure is their greatest goal. It is the weapon that this imbecile, this whore, who's never held a fracking job in his miserable existence, can get up there and be Shea Gravera. We're going to take from the rich. You mean the people that somehow have been able to build money and wealth in this corrupt system that you already have? So demonize all the people that are private, but never demonize the government that is guilty of waste, fraud, and abuse every fracking day. Every day, we are spending trillions upon trillions, and there isn't anything to show for it except the rich mafia members who are beneficiaries of this fraud, this waste, fraud, and abuse. You know who they are. Same trucks you see at O'Hare. Same bull dung that you see in the Jane Byrne. Exit ramp. It times it by 50 states because this operation is wherever the Democrat mafia exists. So when he gives this speech today about the controlled demolition, I like that he admits it's all made possible because of the corrupt mafia, labor extortion mafia, union halls. And that's where this was in good old Philly. But, you know, while they couldn't be here, I want to thank Jim Kennedy. He's a good friend, mayor of Philadelphia and two great. Kennedy, is that uh, is that a Portuguese name? Well, is that Portuguese? Boy, there were a lot of Irish guys in this speech. Senators, great close, close friend, Bobby Casey and John Fetterman, who will continue to deliver for the people of Pennsylvania, I believe. Wait, wait, continue to deliver? What the hell has he delivered? Shingles? What's he delivered, his stuttering, bumbling moron? John, if you can hear this at all, we're with you, pal. We're with you. Didn't work a day in his life either. He's a monument to stupidity. And a prime example of exactly who's in control. And that goes for our idiots, too. Mitch McConnell with his turtle face. Bit the dust. He's got a concussion. Look at you. For the first time in your life, you got a concussion. You actually used your head for something. Of course, it was to stop your fall. But nonetheless, we're married to this idiot. Hope he pulls through. Diane Feinstein. 
hasn't gone to the bathroom on her own for 15 years after she got driven around by a Chinese spy. What happens? Absolutely nothing. So let's all relish in the stupidity that is, that is the Democrat mafia, the convalescent home that is Washington, D.C. Guess what? You may remember I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it, that the, I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, father. Anyway, no. Yeah, all the union hall guys moan. How much better was your life, you crooked bastards? You half-assed gangsters? See, you don't even care about the destruction we're all facing. Because you understand what this is. This is the goal of the Fourth Reich. And you think you're the upper echelon. I'm going to tell you something. You don't have the accent for the Fourth Reich. But the son of a Third Reich, he warned us of this in the beginning. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. In short, we need a great reset. This is what we're living through. This idiot didn't prepare his budget. He doesn't know if it's fracking Tuesday or July, this stupid son of a dog. What he did is read it that was prepared by the mafia. The idea that this government would even admit that they're trying to have a 55% increase in spending to pre-pandemic, when the economy was thriving, when businesses were growing. And as we collapse, what do they do? Double down on stupid. Why? Why would they do that? Because it's the plan. We have a choice to remain passive, which would lead to to the amplification of many of the trends we see today. Polarization, nationalism, racism, and ultimately increased social unrest and conflicts. But we have another choice. We can build a new social contract, particularly integrating the next generation. We can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. And we can make sure that the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution are best utilized to provide us with better lives. Since Joe Biden took office and and stole, usurped the most powerful office on the planet, the White House has already signed off on more than $5 trillion in new debt tied directly to legislation and executive orders. Controlled demolition of your economy. We have a choice to remain passive, which would lead to to the amplification of many of the trends we see today. Polarization, nationalism, racism, and ultimately increased social unrest and conflicts. But we have another choice. We can build a new social contract, particularly integrating the next generation. We can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. And we can make sure that the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution are best utilized to provide us with better lives. I can't even understand what this Nazi bastard is saying half the time. But what I do understand is he is the true president of this country. He and his corrupt Fourth Reich from the World Economic Forum are the ones who cooked up Joe Biden's illegal, illegitimate budget meant to bankrupt this country. We have to mobilize all constituents of our global society to work together. 
We must not miss this unique window of opportunity. Joe Biden needs to be impeached today. I'm not messing around with you. I'm telling this government to impeach this political whore who is intentionally trying to bankrupt our nation, knowing full well the ramifications and the payoffs in this boondoggle corrupt scam. Now, I could play him, which is upsetting. Where President Biden is unveiling his budget proposal for the next fiscal year. Let's listen in. Moms demand action. We're going to get action. Hey, you know what? His mom's watching, Tina. Listen to this stupid son of a dog. In charge of what? Would you let him valet park your car? I wouldn't. So let's go to somebody who can at least form a fracking sentence to give us a little tip on what we're facing. We are looking thus far in the two years of our administration at about $1 trillion that's going to hit the streets of America on the issue of climate. $1 trillion to their inside trading pimps and whores and lobbyists. $1 trillion in corruption tax. That's the tax that the Joe Biden mafia really, really implements. And they don't need to pass it through Congress. $1 trillion. And so we have some, we need to make up for some time lost, no doubt. But when we think about this, this is not incremental. This is going to have, I think, an exponential impact on where we need to go around a number of issues that are about climate adaptation and resilience. But also, I think of it in the context of what we are doing that is about job creation, manufacturing, what we are doing that is going to be about U.S.-based manufacturing in a way that we will develop. Oh, hey, Tramp, what about the amount of people that are out of work, the amount of people that have turned to your welfare system? What about the amount of debt that these people carry right now? What about that? That's how you know it's an absolute plan. Klaus Schwab, did he fall down like Mitch McConnell? Maybe bumped his head. It is obvious that behind the midst of the most severe crisis the world has experienced since World War II. 75 years ago, countries and people came together. Wait, wait, wait. That's after we kicked your father's Nazi ass with his flamethrowers. We kicked his ass. I hope my Uncle Mikey's the one that cut his throat. In the meantime, you're going to celebrate when you're representing the fourth rank? To shape the post-war global order, which brought us decades of peace, increased global cooperation and prosperity to hundreds of millions of people around the world. This is what's in the budget and the climate agenda and the new world order and all the rest of it. It is about destroying the quality of your life in the name of spreading your wealth around the world, not to people who are suffering under tyrants, but to the pockets of the tyrants. The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years, a White House official has said. Not the people, the tyrants. And the beat goes on and the scams go on, and when all else fails, you know what to do. I mean, one of the young leaders was talking to me about... Climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. Climate mental health. And she talked. I said, what the frack is climate mental health? I know what it is, girl. It's because they've created this false panic. 
this chicken little, the sky is falling, and the 70 years that these idiots have been wrong. By the way, Squirrel, is it snowing three to six inches today? I can't see through the window. But have they been right for one fracking day, for 12 hours? Yet you've got all these idiot kids that have been indoctrinated in your communist camps called schools. You got them all in a tizzy. And now you're going to use those useful idiots to bankrupt my country. I see you coming as if it was the old days and you were walking the street on Madison with a short skirt offering a five and ten. I think I understand that, but unpack it for me. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? Worried about what that would mean. And the stress of it. They're Don't worry. If the money's not right, you're okay if we kill that baby. You rat bastard. Have you spoken to the president about this? And how close is he to making a final decision? You will know when he makes it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to be his running mate, Squirrel. The dynamic duo of corruption and stupidity. And good times in the backseat of cars, too. I will tell you in all seriousness, the president has said he intends to run. And if he runs, I'll be running with him. If he runs? I, I, I think there's a chance he doesn't make it till next Tuesday. Have you heard him today? Did you hear him? Gina, I don't know. I wish you were here. I could meet you. But they say and they speak with a little bit of an accent in southern Delaware. Talk at you like this. You know what I mean? You look at Brilliant. that and you say, you've done good with that boy. Congrats. Now, the numbers are quite clear. What he unveiled today isn't just a ridiculous, unconstitutional taxation of money already accumulated made long time before people in this country were dumb enough to accept this diaper wearing dimwit as a president he's talking about taxing legacy wealth he's talking about taxing funds investments that haven't been capitalized he's talking about everything and in the meantime why would they need to do it from what i understand when you listen to the affirmative action leader in congress we're doing just great wages beginning to come up for the first time meaningfully in decades and one point so when it, they came up under trump it wasn't meaningful when your quality of life was 10 times what it is today wasn't meaningful now what matters is for you people who are on welfare now you owe it all to joe robinette i think my socks are wet biden low-income families can get cash benefits from the tanf program this program provides a certain amount of money to your household every month here's what you need to know I'm Nicole from Low Income Relief, where we help millions of low-income families save money and get free stuff. First, on average, eligible families receive $447 per month in cash assistance. In 2019, the Office of Family Assistance revealed that approximately 437,000 adults and 1.6 million children were receiving TANF in the United States. 2019, who was in charge of Congress in 2019? Nancy, I can't feel my face. Whatever you do, don't get another facelift. You'll have a cleft chin. Pelosi and her inside trading stinky hammer, Paul. That's what they were doing the year before they stole the election. And they knew how to build their welfare army of roaches. And they're fully implementing the destruction of our economy. And they know why. Because they're turning it over to the Fourth Reich. Now is a historical moment of time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system for the need for the post-corona era. Impeach this imbecile now. 312-642-5600.
Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Climate, mental health. How long before that's an excuse for disability payment? A couple of shrewd lawyers could probably figure out that's a good way to get off your criminal scum. Climate, mental health. You ever hear such a ridiculous soiree of nonsense by these pathetic morons? We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. (laughs) Jeez Louise. She likes buses and circles. And... She likes the back seat of an old Buick where she still can't find her underwear and wishes Willie Brown would return it. Kira, Indiana. <laughs> Sean, yes. you're cracking me up over here. Oh, you know how many times she cut her hand reaching under the seat of an old Buick Electra two deuce and a quarter? Lots. Hey, I used I used to work at CBS uh, TV when my 20s, and I saw plenty of stuff. I have a story about Jesse Jackson, but I'd rather not say it right now. I'll yeah, he's still late for child day. support payments when he knocked up the waitress in California. The reverend from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion. Yeah, I walked on hit. I, I walked in on him one time, but I'm not going to say what, what I oh, thought. Oh, he had but, Kamala. Uh, he had Kamala Sean, Harris's underwear on his head. Go ahead, <laughs> Sean. Uh, it's scaring me. Oh, first I want to say real quick, as a Russian American, thank you for telling the truth about Russia and Ukraine. But I didn't call about that. The Nazi that you have playing, um, I need you to watch the Hunters, the series, the Hunters. Oh, I watch it. You can, man, love it. Yeah, I love it. Okay, good. Okay, good, good, good. Well, I believe it's true. I believe the Nazis are are in America, of course. But how Schwab is the legitimate. His father was in the manufacturing of flamethrowers for the Third Reich. That's why I had Squirrel, he said, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Why? What are you talking about? I was raised by people who risked their lives to go kill the fracking Nazis that were destroying the world. Now, they're our friends. Not on my watch, baby. Go ahead. Yep. My my dad was a colonel in the Army Air Force. So, Sean, um, he's, this, this Nazi is saying that this is the only opportunity. This is the opportunity is now is what you're playing. Well, of course, yeah. because... Biden bought and paid for Biden is there. They know that this is the time. But what, again, you, you keep saying also that the next election, if this last one was fraudulent, what about the next oh, election? please. They steal How these. They have no integrity. And in the election system in this country has zero integrity. I don't give a rip about the next election unless there's legitimate election laws put into place. I don't want ballot harvesting. I don't want same day registration. I don't want this mafia. To be able to put in a dimwit with dementia. Thank you very much for the call. My man, George in Chicago. Sean, first off, you cracked me up about Kamala Harris. She is really sick, disgusting. But I'll tell you what, back in her day, you see her sitting at a table, Willie Brown and his wife, in the same event as he touts his mistress. She was a player, man. She knew how to keep her mouth shut when she had to and open when not. Go ahead. Ridiculous. The one thing I want to, you know, as a son of a retired Chicago police officer for 30 years here, right, once a blue family, always a blue family. I went to the wake yesterday uh, down in Oakland, and thank goodness I just missed what we consider what people are calling our mayor who's on our way out. But thank God I missed her because I would have not had nice things to say to her. I just would have said, you're disgusting. But can you believe that the officers around St. Rita's Parish today where the funeral was held by the officer who was killed in the light of duty, Andres Vasquez Lasso, the officers were ticketed again. Now, this is the second time, 
right? Last year, Ella French's funeral. Same thing. Can Wait, the, city the officers not were ticketed? What, do you, what does that mean, the officers? They were ticketed. Oh, sorry. They were ticketed for parking around St. Rita. They were ticketed for parking. <laughs> around St. Rita. Parking tickets. Do you the know how much money that ghetto city makes on parking tickets yeah. and camera right. violations and toll fees? What a freaking! You have to be an I'm absolute not. moron to take. Are you, you? Please tell me you're getting the hell out of that sewer. Uh, you know what? I, I am going to get out of here, Sean. Yeah, definitely. Come on, dude. You had your glasses stolen when you went to vote. Now you're getting ticketed when you go to a cop's funeral. <laughs> what do you need these guys to actually slap the hell out of you before you went? Come on now. Wake up, my man. You're too smart for this. You don't need it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. I'll tell you, it's ridiculous. You're going to ticket the cops that go to the thing and the people that go to pay their respect? Well, you have to. You need the money, you dirty horse. You bankrupted a once great city. You got 5 million square feet of what used to be financial, thriving economy. And you chase them out of there. Now you're starting to feed on your own. How do you like it? That's where socialism leads. It's the snake that eats its tail and pretends to be a hunter. It's the Democrat mafia way. 312-642-5600. Come on, man. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Bang, bang. I shot you down, bang, bang. Ah, you hit yes, the ground, indeed. bang, bang. That awful sound, bang, bang. I used to shoot you down. Nice, I like this. I know this girl. Why can't I think of her name? What's her name? Spell? Music playing on people's Nancy, is this Nancy Sinatra? Just for me. Wow. The Those boots are made for walking, Nancy. Not too bad, Nancy. Look at you. All right. Chris in Milwaukee. Top Nancy Sinatra, I dare you. Chris? You shot me down. That's what the government's doing to all of us right now. So it's a very fitting song, Sean. I like that. Yeah, oh, yes, yes, yes. You take me down, too. This is this is yeah, the idea yeah. that that people are identifying Joe Biden as anything other than a saboteur to the American system. This is a guy who took the oath to uphold the Constitution how many times? How many times? And yet he gives a speech today that would make Che Guevara smile, that murdering, scum, communist bastard. This is what we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right. Hey, I, I call to give you a couple compliments and, and make a suggestion. Oh, all right. Compliments are, I, I've got an addiction, and it's listening to this show, whether it's on the podcast or live, obviously live right now. Thank you, thank you. But it, it's a mixture of your humor. You know what you're talking about. You back up everything you say, and I learn so much from your guests. Your guests are the best of any show, period. That's the lovely Honey Bunny. She gets me. She's my teammate. Oh. I'll tell you what, she's great at scheduling guests. Well, she may never answer my call again because I want to make a suggestion that might give her some more work. But I, you know what? On the weekends, if you put a compilation together of just your guests back to back and put that on as a last sixth podcast of the week, and and that way people could listen to just the guests too. I mean, I think that would be a great thing. I really do. Oh, um, they used to do a, up in WISN in, in Milwaukee. They used to do a, a a best of rush for the first few years he was on. They stopped doing it in the mid mid to late nineties. But that's what I listen to on the weekend. Otherwise, it's just all this you know, home improvement type show nonsense on the weekend. There's nothing to listen to on the radio. Ah, I appreciate that suggestion, brother, very much. Thank you very much. But we got a couple go. I'm telling you, Tom Fortino knows his stuff, and Donley. 
uh, on the weekend. And we got black and right. We we have uh, live coming. I I love the station, brother. I love it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate. And, and you know suggestion. what? The financial shows I like too. Yeah, those those are good. I get Fortino's you. smart. Fortino's smart. He I think he's embarrassed by how smart he is. And he's embarrassed the way I phrase things, but believe me, he knows what I mean. Thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate it. One more thing. I wear your shirt very proudly, so thank you for the shirt. You take care. It's a world to me. Thank you. Squirrel wears his every Friday. I appreciate that. George in the West Loop. George? George. we got to get George because George's call was important. I wanted to talk to him. Uh, Greg LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, buddy. How are you? You know... I had the misfortune of looking at some of what happened in these judiciary hearings about the weaponization of uh, some of these social media platforms. Yeah, and you have to look at you have to look at the Schnellenberger and the Metiabi. Brother, brother, brother! It's like you're looking at my board. I just don't play every clip I got. I'm way ahead of you. How did it feel when you found out that you were being expressly targeted by a government document based on your reporting? You? It was chilling. I mean, it's disturbing. I, I never thought that would happen in the United States of America, to be perfectly honest. I've been in a bunch, I've lived in a bunch of authoritarian countries. I've visited a lot of authoritarian countries. Never thought this kind of thing would be going on here. And- That's Michael Schellenberg. Berger, excuse me, yeah. Michael Schellenberger. And what he's uh, proving beyond the shadow of a doubt is that the Democrat mafia targeted him because he was reporting in a way they didn't like it to expose their schemes, their corruption, their pandemic, and their allegiance to the Fourth Reich. You know, and I, I just watched the Tiabi thing and the, tra- and the attempt to take down him by saying that he made money off of this Tiabi, because he created a Substack account. About, yeah, you're it, talking about what's his name. It's unbelievable. Matt Tiabi. It's unbelievable. And it's not even a civil discussion. Taibbi. Taibbi. Matt Taibbi. Yeah. Matt Taibbi yeah, is brilliant. He's, he's, you know what's ironic, though? Matt Taibbi is basically a guy with integrity who still declares himself to be a government supremacist, reporting how corrupt the government is. This is what I don't understand about these far-left guys. He's a great kid, though. Listen, very smart. And he's the one who ties in the CIA blowing up Nord Stream 2. He's the one who ties in the money laundering scheme of the Ukrainian oligarchs using those people as a front to just pilfer our our treasury. He's great at what he does. No question about it. Can 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 I suggest the guest as long as somebody else did? Yeah, go around. How about David A. Stockman? Uh, you want to talk about? Oh, I've a guy? talked to David A. Stockman. We've had oh, him. On, I've had Stockman. him on twice. He's my guy. Are you nuts? We communicate with David. Stockman's last book about how to get through this bubble is outstanding. He just Brother. doesn't. Mince, you you got to love guys. I mean, you, Stockman, and our buddy from New York are just unbelievable. Yeah. They cut right through it, man. Listen, I got a, I got another guy I want to get, but he lives in Asia. Uh, Faber, Mark Faber, but he's old. Oh, but he's yeah. brilliant, Doctor Doom. Brilliant. Yeah, Dr. but I'm going to tell you something, Greg. Yeah, uh, we've had Stockman on. Go listen to those interviews because those interviews are months ago. And listen and look at this fracking budget put forward by the Fourth Reich. I'm not even going to pretend Joe Biden did it. Joe Biden doesn't know what day it is. The fracking moron. Here, let's listen. Congratulations, Mom. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Please have a seat. Last time you had a mom, Father Knows Best was the most popular show on TV, you freaking moron. Uncle Milty was doing the, the Thursday night spots. Well, uh, you know, uh, I don't know whether you know this or not. My God. Because of the 
previous President Jimmy Wilson. Do we have a President Jimmy Wilson? Or is he just kissing the ass at a mafia, the labor extortion mafia, the union? What's his name? Wilson. What part of Ireland does that track back to? I, uh, Jimmy, you, uh, Williams, uh, William. the only reason I'm standing here All right. is you guys, not a joke, in... When I was running with Barack, we were having things were slowing up a little bit, and I asked for help. You guys got in a bus and got a bus, and you're the reason why I'm standing here. I was vice president then. And I'm- yeah, the union guys, don't vote for any fracking Democrat. Just tell them there's money in it. Whores. Not all the union guys, not my brother. I got a brother who's a union guy. Not the hardworking union guys I worked with when I was a bricklayer apprentice or when I was a laborer or when I was at the Saltwater Market. Those guys weren't bad. Or when I was at Certified Grocers. Those you know what? Come to think of it, it's never really the guys in the union that are bad. It's the La Cosa Nostra, the fat ass in the, in the Buick Roadmaster. Adam in Oakbrook. Adam? Yes, hello? Yeah, I teed it up for you, kid. Come on. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to uh, change tones for a moment here. The problem we have is a very ignorant society that doesn't want to learn anything. Yeah. One of the things that should be known and businesses should start to disclose, especially the big ones, is how much money they collect on behalf of their employees and send to the federal government in withholding. How much money do they collect and spend based on Social Security and Medicaid? They're 8% and the employer's 8%. Plus, they're at 41%. Then tell them they, have to, they also take out 5% for state of Illinois withholding. They're now at 46%. Then they should tell how much money their employees pay in real estate taxes. Then remind them that, hey, on top of all that, sales tax, sales tax. people will start to pay attention. Well, you know what else, too? People might realize that the income withholding tax, the federal income, was an emergency declaration that somehow has been effective for 80 years. It's unconstitutional to have a withholding tax. But that's how you get people trained to thinking that yeah, their money is what right. the government lets immune. them keep. Yeah. And they're immune to the gross pay. You have to start to remind them. Uh, my grandchildren who have their first jobs. They don't even know what the gross pay is because they said they just get a check in their uh, checking account. Yeah. They but get they, a deposit. They have a grandfather, have whether they admit it or not, they're listening to. Yeah, so you keep preaching. Because believe me, when they're men and women of age and they understand that they've been used as serfs, they'll remember what you said. Thank you very much, Adam. We'll be back with the rest of your calls after this. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Notice how um, there's coverage, but not the right kind of coverage on the Americans that were kidnapped in that third world hellhole, the corrupt Mexico. Notice how there's not enough talk about this? Colleen, um, quick question, two quick questions on the Mexican kidnapping. Um, can you tell us if there are U.S. agents on the ground in Mexico cooperating to find these kidnappers? Lopez Obrador has said he doesn't want intervention, so I'm just wondering. What do you mean he doesn't want it? Hey, Obrador. Hey, moron. What do you mean you don't want intervention? Those are American citizens that were kidnapped in your sewer country. You know, the one that people are fleeing from? The one that we have to pay for everything? What do you mean you, you, you don't want to... Co- You'll do what I tell you to do, moron. What this 
uh, working together looks like? So as I mentioned, well, first let me just say we are saddened uh, to hear about the two individuals. I think it's important to say that. Saddened? Hey, hey, oh, God. Hey, affirmative action, dimwit. I don't really care if your emotions are saddened. If I, uh, I want an emotion out of you, it's anger. Americans were murdered by cartels. And this is a business plan. How many Americans every year are kidnapped? Luckily, I have the benefit of living in a state that reports on such things. This is from two days ago. And that area of Mexico is under a level four travel advisory, the same as North Korea or Afghanistan, meaning Americans should not go there. And now we're hearing from one man who survived the harrowing gang violence in Mexico and is now living and working here in South Florida. Local 10's Lauren Livingston has our one and only exclusive. So the man you're about to hear from, this gentleman right here, he actually used to live in Matamoros briefly where this latest kidnapping happened. He actually lived in Cancun, though, when he says something very similar happened to him and he survived that ordeal. It makes me sad because, you know, I'm Mexican. I love my country. Oscar Wall also loves what he does. He's a barber in Miami now, just grateful to be alive. It's sad to see how the government is so corrupted. Uh, that, that they let all of this happen and they don't do nothing about it. Two, that's what's crucially important. The government, it's like the sewer, Chicago. They know who the gangs are. They know who the drug dealers are. And the government protects them while it victimizes innocent people. Kian Pierre is too fracking stupid to know that. Or she's too cunning to reveal that she knows it who were killed. Uh, we send our condolences. I said this a little bit earlier to their families and friends during this time. Uh, why don't you send some of the mercenaries that are over provoking World War III? You're, you're going to send your condolences? In case you're not paying attention, honey, your condolences mean Jack. Gatsangul. Doesn't mean anything to anybody. Americans were killed. And the other reason is, why were they killed? They were seeking medical procedures? I thought... We had the greatest health care system in the world. We understand this is a difficult time for them. Uh, you heard the attorney general say yesterday that the United States will be relentless in pursuing justice for the victims. Uh, we will. That's how you know nothing's going to happen. You've got my full attention. I will not rest. We will be relentless. They're freaking Democrats. They don't do anything but steal money. Do everything in our power to identify, find, and hold accountable the individuals uh, responsible for this attack. No, you won't. Obador said you'll shut up and you'll mind your own fracking business because you don't have the testicle fortitude to declare these cartels what they are. Terrorist organizations. Terrorists. They're far more dangerous than Vladimir Putin. They affect far more Americans than Vladimir Putin. But where's all your money go? Where's it go? I know where it goes. Uh, and we, you know, we continue to work in coordination with the uh, Mexican government. Uh, and we mentioned the U.S. Your coordination with the Mexican government sucks got 138,000 Americans dead from a drug comes directly from Mexico. Oh, it's made in China. Bull dung. It's trafficked by the cartels that are overtaking every Democrat sewer in this country. Boy, if I didn't know better, I'd have to think you and Obador are in on the same scam, aren't you? 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, 
With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. There really is no way completely quantify the devastation third world gang banging roaches called cartel members have had on america there's no way do you start in where central south america let's just let's just focus a little bit on mexico we had 138,000 fentanyl deaths in america they blame china for creating the drug but where did the tr- the drug enter who's in control and who profits The cartels and the American street gangs. In every Democrat-run hellhole, the cartels and the street gangs have absolute and total run of the place. Everything. What is the if if you had a stock, would it be more valuable on IBM or the Sinaloa cartel? That's a tough one. Now, what are the ramifications? How many Americans, aside from the ones that have their family destroyed from the drug, how many are subjected to the third world way of life where you're kidnapped where you're extorted where you have your property stolen from you where you have to pay or you get killed how do you know i certainly don't know but my next guest has a pretty good idea she's been a victim of this kind of corruption that is really permitted by the government in these third world hellholes because those cartels financed the government officials her name is janet sanders she has, uh, she's a U.S. financial software executive who now runs a travel advisory, MexinoInfo.com. Janet, thank you for joining me. How are you? I am well. Sean, how are you? Aggravated, because I don't, I don't like the idea that this country no longer is willing, has the courage to crush the common thug, face tattoo, illiterate scum that make up these cartels. And oh, we're losing. Unbelievable. We're losing. And when I saw the people that were kidnapped, you were the first person I thought of. Because you were not kidnapped, but you went through a very strong, similar experience by these cartels. And your only, your only option was to run to America, right? Absolutely. United States is the greatest country, uh, the entire world bar none. And I wish I had known that before I spent so much time down in Mexico. Except the Democrat a- areas where the cartels operate just like they were in Mexico. We saw in California the numerous slains and murders and mayhem the, of the drug assistance. And you see the cartels' fingers all the way up to Chicago, a once great city, now a punchline. Um, but Those are already people, here in the United States. How many people would you say, what are, what are the statistics? Just start with something in Mexico. How many people are subjected to this? I had a clip before you came on of a former Mexican citizen here now living in South Florida who tells of his experience. What's it like? Well, what we saw in Matamoros this last week, the only reason we're talking about it is because that video went out. Last year, more than 700 Americans were kidnapped in Mexico, and their stories never got out. Oftentimes, none of them ever get out. Right now, there's more than 100,000 people missing in Mexico. Kidnapping has become big business for these cartels. Right now, you have so many cartels jockeying for fentanyl business, extortion business, um, all the crime business out there that kidnapping has become very, very profitable for them. 
And what we saw in Matamoros, despite what anybody's saying, Sean, that was a kidnapping attempt. They knew that those people were Americans. If they couldn't tell by the license plates on the car, when that girl was, when Tay was brought out of that car, crying, sobbing, pleading for her life, they heard her voice. They knew she was American. That was a kidnapping gone wrong. And now you're seeing where supposedly the Gulf cartel is saying, okay, we're sorry. Here's the five guys who did it. This is another part of the Mexican scam. Those five guys that they're posting that have been turned over, well, they've been paid to do that. They're each going to make a little bit of money. They're going to spend maybe two, maybe three months in a Mexican jail, and then they're going to let them out the back door. And it's going to appease the United States, and then they're going to say, see, all of Mexico isn't dangerous. But in fact, all of Mexico is dangerous. There are no safe zones. And my only wish is that we had gotten the word to those people from South Carolina before this happened to them, because the worst for Tay is about to happen. She is going to have to go through all the PTSD and the flashbacks and the torture. And God knows what this woman went through. By the way, that's another reason not to go. Femicide is at an all-time high in Mexico right now. They are murdering, torturing, and destroying 10 women daily. So you're only seeing this because the video made it out. There's so much to this filthy underbelly that never makes it out to mainstream media. And that's why I put up MexinoInfo.com. Let's show the people what's so really happening down there. So if you have a kid, those days of the 80s, going to Cancun, getting drunk and having a good old time, if you have a kid that's going to Mexico, give that kid whatever money you can to not go. Because Absolutely. once they're there and the cartels have them, you really don't stand a chance because the other little dirty secret I have the, uh, from, the, from the man who was kidnapped here in South Florida, he talks about how the police are in on the same fracking scam because the reality is if you live, it's because the cartels let you live. They yeah, are the ones right. that control the government in Mexico, and they do in these sewers of corruption, these Democrat areas in America, don't they? Absolutely, and oftentimes the police will give protection to the cartels while they um, do these um, kidnappings. As a matter of fact, you saw that in Madame Morris. If you've ever been to Madame Morris, there is a cop on every single street, and it's a very busy, bustling town. If you listen very careful to the guys that were taking the video, Sean, the first thing they say is, look at how they're just throwing the bodies on the truck like pigs. And then the next thing you hear the guy say is, yeah, and the cops stand across the street and do nothing. If you notice them load the bodies onto the truck, nobody was in a hurry. They knew nobody was going to stop them. The police you know, knew about it. And the reason why, by the way, the reason why Ken Salazar scooted on out to Mexico Everybody in Mexico knew, and they're all talking about it in social media, everybody knew that the cops and the local government officials knew exactly about this kidnapping attempt, and they knew where the survivors were. And Ken Salazar knew it, too, because he knows how things get done in Mexico. And he scooted down. I'm not sure what he said to AMLO, but you saw the result. We got back the two survivors, and now they're trying to hang out a bunch of guys who really probably had nothing to do with this kidnapping. And like I said, they're going to get paid off. A couple low lowlifes are going to get paid off to do a couple months, and they'll let them out the back door, and everything will go back to the way it was. And the reality is when you look at the, at the system of, uh, of prisons in these countries, the cartel members are far better off being arrested in America. I mean, after all, they're treated like royalty compared to the third world sewers. In fact, our American prisons probably have a higher standard of life than a working person in, the, in one of these third world countries. So they are not disincentivized at all to bring their way of life, their savagery. They're not in, in, disincentivized to bring that here, are they? They're not. So when are we going to close the borders? 
I mean, how many people have to die? How many of our children have to be poisoned by fentanyl? How many Americans do we have to see kidnapped, tortured, mutilated before our government acts on behalf of the people? When does this happen? Your Let me kids tell you and, something. Your kids and my kids don't matter. It's going to have to be one of these oligarchs we pretend are representatives. It's going to have to be one of their kids. Maybe then we'll do something about it, don't you think? You're absolutely right. But let me ask you something, Sean. If four Mexicans had come across the border and you saw a gang of Texans surround their car, start shooting them up and kidnap them, you would have seen every law enforcement agency in our country tear that place apart finding them. You didn't see that in Mexico. I, I, I don't this know. This isn't a law enforcement issue. This is a military action. That's what we need. It, we need SEAL Team 6 to wipe out these rat bastards. Wipe them out. Because the reality is, they're, they're in a multi-hundred billion dollar a year industry. And they're making too much money, and they've bought too many American Democrats and weak-kneed Republicans. They own these politicians. I mean, you see it in, in, in the formerly great city of Chicago. You see it in all these sanctuary areas. And in the meantime, the American taxpayer has to double down. And rightfully, I understand people fleeing from that corruption. But until we have the testicle fortitude to unleash our military on, a, on an incursion, on a, on, a, on a true invasion of our country, we're going to just keep running in circles, aren't we? We are. And it'll get really bloody because it's uh, the problem you've got out there is if we start surgically attacking the cartels, you've got millions of Americans living down there. And they'll start torturing and kidnapping. You'll see ISIS-like beheadings airing on social media. So it's going to be a real catch-22 on how we get these guys out. It's not going to be a simple solution. But the first thing everybody has to do is to stop spending money with them. You've got to defund these cartels. What would you, so we know, I mean, the numbers are staggering. I remember when they had the kids that were um, in school and the cartel thought that they were going to tell on them and they killed all the kids at one time. That brought some American media attention. Um, how many kids were killed in that one action? You, you, do you, under, do you remember what I'm referring to? I do. I know exactly what you're talking They put them on a school bus. They, these kids are going up to protest the government. The government didn't want it to happen. They called their cartel friends. They got these kids, there were 80, 90 of them, and they burned them and took them alive. So maybe the cartels in Mexico are operating under the same shroud of, of, of government uh, approval as our American CIA, because if the government's calling them in to do their dirty work, they're just an apparatchik of the government. They're an appendage. They're a bureaucracy at this point in Mexico, aren't they? They are. It's, and that's what makes it so nefarious. The cartels and the government are one and the same. They, they, they smile and do pictures together. They are, they are involved in the crime together. They split the, the spoils together. If you don't think AMLO isn't getting a piece of the fentanyl money that they're making off of Americans, I mean, you've got another thing coming. He is. They're all being paid off. They all have incentive to hurt the United States and to hurt Americans. And as soon as we understand that they have literally declared war on us. It, this is such an upsetting thing, because when you look at the way things could be, if you just simply had a, had a basis of law you were willing to implement versus one you were going to use for political, uh, to an, a political advantage. And um, I don't think this should be a partisan issue. In particular, when these people were kidnapped, these people didn't look like they were Donald Trump supporters to me. Do you think maybe it will matter when um, people realize the Mexican cartels, 
They're not too big on party affiliation. They'll chop you into little bits, rape you, rob you, and torture you no matter what party you vote for. Really hope so, because let me ask you something. You know what happened to us, and you know how they held us hostage, and you know what they did to us, right? Do you think, let's suppose they're the most liberal, woke people you can even imagine. Do you think it was any less terrifying for that girl than it was for us? No. You think the, P, you think the PTSD that woman is about to go through is, is any less than it was for me? I mean, this is where color doesn't matter. And this is why I wonder why our government, I mean, it's almost like they hate us. You know, why would you bring this out to dry like this? There's so many Americans dying over there, and the fact that I had to find out so much of this because they hid so much of it. Just look at how they're trying to whitewash Madame Moore's story. Oh, they came over to buy medication. That's what Amos said. Oh, it was mistaken identity. No, it wasn't. This was a kidnapping attempt. And if you really want to have some fun, just go to any of the Mexican social medias. Use your Google Translate. Watch what they're all saying. They're calling their gut. You know, they're saying BS. We lead the world in kidnappings. They were making their money off kidnapping. Janet, Everybody it, knows they were targeted. In Chicago, they just had police officers. They put them through the grill. If they went on websites of Oath Keepers or if they were affiliated with Proud Boys or whatever they deemed to be a terrorist organization, yet there are no... Um, no stops in place to make sure that we are not hiring people in our own police department in Chicago and our own street department in Chicago that have gang affiliations. Uh, the gangs, although they were poorly educated, they're not actually stupid. And I feel that they've infiltrated the bureaucracies in these uh, sanctuary cities. I feel that they contribute to the campaign coffers of certain politicians who continue to th- let these street corners thrive. Have they infiltrated our government, in your opinion? I absolutely, and it's even worse than what you think. So the first thing you have to understand is the typical gangs that you and I knew when we were kids, the Crips, the Bloods, you know, the uh, Latin Kings, they have been taken over by Mexican gangs. The Mexican gangs are only loyal to the cartels. Period. They're not. They don't care about Americans. They don't care, care about our way of life. They don't care. They have no regard for our rules, and they have little, little regard for our lives. All right. So they if we're not going to beat them, Janet. Can we invest in them? Because I think they have a rising stock portfolio. It doesn't look to me like they're going to be obstructed in earning trillions of dollars in the future. Well, we've got to stop them. I mean, it's you don't want to become that. So we have to stop them. And you know how I know that they're infiltrated? Did you ever get to see El Chapo's um, trial? El Chapo's got a, got, a, got a big presence in Chicago. Yeah, I saw, I saw that trial, yeah. Did you notice at the end of the trial, well, not right at the end, but towards the end of the trial when El Chapo was on the stand and he started to name all of the politicians that he had paid off, and they kicked everybody out of the courtroom <laughs> and they turned off the cameras. So, yeah, do I think that they're infiltrated at the highest levels of our government? Well, there's your answer why we don't do anything at the border. Boy, Janet, that explains so much of our policies, too. Boy, oh, boy, if only the American moron could think. In the meantime, they can always go to MexanoInfo.com. She is Janet Sanders, a victim of the cartels, who took her tragedy and made it a success story by trying to help Americans still foolish enough to walk around in a cloud. Janet, thank you for making time for me. I truly appreciate it. John, it's my pleasure. Thanks for uh, giving this very important message a platform. You are awesome. Oh, thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. 
560. The answer. This guy, you, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman? No, this is his song. Pee Wee Herman dresses like Dan Brown. Or the other way around. Uh, I threw out, I went after the union labor extortion mafia, the hierarchy. I never go after the worker. I know what the hierarchy is. I was involved in unions, fully aware of it. They are a labor extortion mafia that somehow has carved out billions and billions of dollars pretending to help the working man. This is well known. And then once you're in the system, they destroy the quality of your retirement pretending that they give you one. The whole time stealing the money. There is a uh, labor extortion mafia member named Sean O'Brien. That's another Portuguese fella. Sean O'Brien was testifying before the Senate. Sean O'Brien is ironically in charge of the pensions for the labor extortion mafia Teamsters. Sean O'Brien makes $469,341 a year. A year. What does he do? Nobody really knows. Did you ever take a look at a union office? They sit on their fat ass and wait for lunch to be delivered if they're not doodling their secretary, who has the same standards Kamala Harris has. In the meantime, they were testifying before the Senate today, and I like... I like when they reveal themselves for what they are. Now, here's a guy who's in charge of pensions. Does he sound like one? UPS feeder driver makes 35000 If you don't know your facts, then maybe you should. Oh, I, I know him because I negotiate the contract. So I say, I say one thing to you. What do you bring for that salary? What do I bring? Yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what job have you committed or have you, have you uh, uh, started? What job have you created? One job other than sucking the paycheck out of some other body, somebody else that you want to say that you're trying to provide because you're forcing them to pay dues? And no, we don't force. Now, now, before I let this half-ass, fat-ass gangster prove himself to be exactly what I accuse him of, I want you to understand something. They don't create one job. They say they negotiate on behalf. What they do is they sit with other bosses of the company who have very little stake in it, and they carve deals out way before they pretend to have their meetings and their strike. And these are two, two groups of swindlers that have no real interest but carve out their own money while pretending to negotiate a better contract for the worker. And what you do is you offer high-priced mediocrity. But they have a stranglehold on the employment. This is the goal. They didn't create a job. They didn't create a business. They do nothing but suck and siphon off the salary of the true working man the whole time waving the communist Che Guevara flag. But I want you to hear what they really sound like when you get them mad. Senator, you've asked the You're question. You're out of line. Actually, I haven't. And no, don't tell me I'm out of line. You are out of line. Don't tell me I'm out of line. Well, you, you, you frame, don't tell me. You I'm frame, frame, you frame, you frame third, the statement. You need to shut your guy. mouth yeah. because you don't know You're what you're talking about. You're going to tell me to shut my mouth? Yes, yeah. I did. Hold it. Yeah. Hold it. Yes, Tough guy. I'm not Senator, afraid of physical. Senator, hold it. Hey, hey, Baldy. Another Baldy. Hey, Baldy, you're talking to a senator. You sit there making $469,000 a year off the backs of guys that probably rarely make over 70000 a year. You are a leech on the working man, union boss man. I want to go through what your daily schedule is, moron, when you're not at Gibson's tipping them back like a man tipping a waitress, huh, scumbag? I know exactly how you half-assed gangsters operate. Sit there and tell me I'm out of line. Senator... You made a statement. You asked the question. I didn't ask a question. You did it. You did. I answered the question. You- oh, oh, who comes to the rescue? Is that Moscow Bernie? 
What's keeping this 80-year-old dimwit communist sympathizer up? In the meantime, I know where your bread is buttered. Oh, yeah. And your wife, she's the one that with the bank fraud, right? And you're worth, what, $20 million? But you're, you're down with the union guy, huh? What a great freaking scam if you're in on it. Ask the question. About how well, much money you let him answer. It was, rhetor- it was a let, rhetorical Well, question. you may think it's rhetorical. It sounded rhetorical. to me like a question. Let him answer the question. I'm not yielding my time to him. So if you're going to let me keep my time, that's fine. You'll have your time. Let him. You ask Here's a question. question. He has so, a right to answer that. As far as my salary goes, my salary, if you follow me around, I walk. I actually look at this building. I bet you I work more hours than you do. $469,000. I'll take that bet, Baldy. Sean O'Brien, Portuguese fella. I'll take that bet, short in the pants. Let's see how you work. I bet you don't work at all, unless, of course, you've got two secretaries instead of the standard tramp. Many that's hours. impossible. But no, that is, that's true. Sir, you don't secondly, know what hard work is. You want to follow yeah. the schedule? Be, secondly, be, I'll do it in a follow. minute. I'll do it in a minute. You'd have to take a pay cut, dummy. Because sitting senators that represent the people... They make half of what you make. Pimp. That's what you are. You're a labor pimp. You're not a, you're not representing the working man. You're robbing him. And you know you're robbing him and they know you're robbing him. It's about time we call this scam of what it is. La Cosa Nostra. The labor extortion mafia that has destroyed the peace and tranquility of the working man. Never helped. And by the way, they got their special carve outs for the insurance that the honest man has to pay, didn't they? Oh yeah, that was under Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie, Obama. Cream Puff Jim, you're in on that scam. How you doing, kid? <laughs> Hi, Sean. You missed the two uh, the biggest criminals in American history. The, the, the Attorney oh, General Republican. Listen to this. The Republican Attorney General stole $60 million bucks in one of his Republican minions down in Ohio. That is oh. the biggest ripoff in American history. Are you and sure? Republicans, yeah, and the Republicans pulled it off. Oh, yeah, we, he got pinched. I, I, he got pinched today. Wait a minute. Those two guys make the Irish guys in Chicago look like uh, pickpockets. Oh, but Mike Madigan. I mean, 60, now, I understand no, 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 on, you had your lips 60, around his ass get, more than once. No, no, but, but all but Mike Madigan. 60, you never got $60 million from shaking down a burger king. Oh. They just got pinched today. $60 million they grabbed. Green Puff Jim. $60 million. Mike Madigan's custom-made castle in Dublin with the low countertops, that cost more than $60 million. And what happened to Mike Madigan? I got an update for you. Highly anticipated racketeering trial of former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan has been set for April 1st of next year. It has been nearly a year since a federal grand jury indicted Madigan and his longtime confidant, Michael McLean. Madigan is accused of leading a criminal enterprise for nearly a decade designed to enhance his political power and generate income for his allies and associates. Not a decade. Not a decade. Ponce. Not a decade. 50 years. Shook down Comed for one and thousands upon thousands of other ones. And then there's Viagra in the pocket, Eddie Burke. And when it's his trial, oh, we've got to talk to the Supreme Court Justice of Illinois, also known as the woman who sleeps with him when he's not paying the whores on Rush Street. Yeah, you guys are all on the up and up. Custom-made counters in Dublin are expensive. they got to make them low, low. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Wonderful. What I wanted to say is, um, when I heard Biden, uh, Biden talking today about the uh, <clears throat> about uh, um, well, budget, here. budget, yeah, the budget, 
Yeah. When I heard him talk about the budget, there's one thing that uh, that stuck out to me is uh, he's a communist, he's a fascist, no. he's a Fourth Reich member. No, that's <laughs> all right. Well, that's all true, but he said that PPP loans are are basically the same as a student loan forgiveness. <laughs> now, it's my understanding the PPP loans were to keep businesses and and people employed, whereas the student loans are. Are the students that we met on, uh, it's on very similar. It's very similar to what uh, Cream Puff Jim was trying to do, right? So the PPP loans are on our side, like the Republicans, and the student loans are on the Democrat. I'm against both scum. So the PPP loans were a creation that should have never existed, meant to imitate. They weren't about the people. They were meant to imitate the velocity of money that businesses generate anyway. The names are irrelevant. It was about a backdoor nationalization of those businesses. And then if they like you, the loan is gone. If they don't like you, pay it back. Right? It's like rolling okay. dice with Big Jilly. Both are wrong. All right. One you're saying is justifiable. The student loan debt is very simple. It has nothing to do with the kids. Nothing to do with any of it. The government knows it will not collect it with the very economy circumstances they're creating. They're stealing the money from the future to pretend that that was a good idea to, to grab and nationalize student loans. It's a scam. Okay. And the PPP loans, it's the same exact thing. They should have, you, you pumped right. out that kind of money with no disclosure. The number one rule in lending is disclosure, and the recipient of the, of the loan has to agree to it. You just made them, you made them, you, you shut their business down. They had to take it, most of them. Not everybody was going to do what I did. I threw my own money into it. Right. Which right now we're having a right. sale at the Elmhurst Cigar House to keep it afloat. 10% if you mention the Sean Thompson show, you get 10% off. And then we add it on the back All end right. of the sale. Thank you, Rich. You see what I do? Up front. you got to tell people up front what it is. Eduardo in Midway. Yeah, well, what needs to stop is this uh, money going to Ukraine. Uh, I just saw the uh, guys that uh, took those Americans tied up right next to a truck. I think we need to start doing that to some uh, carjackers and some politicians on the take. Oh, I like what you're doing. So you want to do the Mexican government where the, the yep. cartels work for the government and then you send them out to keep peace and tranquility. Well, if you could take a look at Mexico, not only does it look like it hasn't discovered toilet paper yet, but it doesn't really work much. You see, the cartel drug dealing scumbags with the face tattoos are good for absolutely nothing except killing people. And we got that handled right here in the south side and the west side and the east side. Just pick anywhere in Chicago. Thank you very much, Eduardo. Robin Hampshire. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Splendid. Good. I just wanted to give you an update. I don't know if you're aware, but there is a bill in our Illinois uh, Assembly uh, sponsored yeah. by uh, Barbara Hernandez that right. says, and I'll read it, amends the Illinois Municipal Code, provides that an individual who is not a citizen but is legally authorized to work in the United States under federal law is authorized to apply for the position of police officer subject to all requirements and limitations other than citizenship. <laughs> kind of fits into what you were saying about uh, what's awesome. going on here. That's awesome. That, that's, that's, only my, that's only second to the American Democrats in New York allowing the communist Chinese government to open up their police station so they could kidnap the people who were fleeing communism. I like this. I think it should end up well. I'm sure that none of those third world aliens will ever at all be favorous, favor any of the cartels. I'm sure it's going to be great. They're going to implement the rule of law here in America, except the first one when they ran into the country illegally. Thank you very much, Rob. 
Follow the Democrats to the land of stupidity. It's just like Oz. There's little tiny people, except they're all in on the Democrat mafia. They're called munchkins. I'll be back after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, Squirrel, listen, we've got a lot of people on the table here. One foot on a banana peel, the other one in a grape. I want you to update me immediately. Jimmy Carter, Mitch McConnell, Diane Feinstein and her speed racer hairdo, or uh, Fetterman if he comes to. And to the left. No, that's JFK. That's not Fetterman. Where's Fetterman? Lion dog face. No, that's another Fetterman. Where's my Fetterman? Did you move my Fetterman? Damn it! I think you moved my Fetterman. You know which one I talked? The sling blade one. Craig Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Listen, listen the other day when, um, or, yeah, it was a couple of days ago. Anyways, Tucker was given the uh, video evidence of lying and scheming and all the stuff that the uh, shenanigans that the government was up to. Okay. Uh-huh. Puts it out there. But it, but then instead of the government coming back and saying, Hey, well, Tucker was wrong. You know, here's, here's what, here's what happened. Here's our, our excuse of why did it look up? No, no, they couldn't do on that. But what they did come out of there, Schumer got out of there. He says, Hey, the Tucker, you should not get, uh, contradict the government's position. Yeah. Now you stop and think about this, Sean. Hey, they had no, they're dead to wrong. And what he, what, what Tucker was threatened with was you can't contradict uh, the government's position. If we say it, you're buying it. Yeah, welcome, to America, I, welcome to America 2023. It's a lot like Germany was in uh, 1943. Thank you very much. We all know how it goes. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? That's the one. That's the one I was looking for. Let me know. I want an update immediately. If any one of these rats should happen to slip into the afterworld, I'd like to know right away. In the meantime, let's focus on the criminals we now have. Will there ever be a time when Joe Biden says... This thing with Hunter just isn't working out well. I'm starting to get a little angry at Hunter. Or when Hunter comes to him and says, Dad, Dad, we have a problem. What? What is it, son? Another one? Oh, son, you're a disaster, son. Son, you're a disaster. Dad, we have a problem. I left my laptop at the repair shop. And Joe looks at him and says... What's on it, son? What's on it? And Hunter looks back and he says, every single crime that you've ever committed, Dad. It's all right. The good news is it's in the same hands of the people who have been protecting the Democrat mafia right there in Chicago, the once great city, now a ghetto, third world hellhole. What could go wrong? Lastly, did you sign off on the Mar-a-Lago raid? well, first off, it was not a raid. It was an execution of a search warrant. Did you second, sign off on the execution second, of the search warrant? May I finish? Second, I don't sign off on individual search warrants in that case or in any other. Did Attorney General Merrick Garland sign off to your awareness? I can't speak to the Attorney General. Was there dissent at senior levels of the FBI about the conducting of the, of the search warrant? I can't speak to internal discussions among the FBI or among the FBI. You know, this is what happens when you give these guys private planes. They start talking like they actually did something. But Christopher Ray, you really never did anything in your life except cover for the agency that is in bed with the Democrat Marxist mafia. Moving forward, 
Do you believe the Hunter Biden laptop story is disinformation? Well, I want to be careful about there is an ongoing investigation that is relevant to that. Uh, so I have to be careful of what I can share on that here. It's been ongoing for how long? Squirrel? I think three years, maybe three and a half now. Do you believe the Hunter Biden laptop story is disinformation? I don't think there's anything I can share on that in open setting. Were you aware that the FBI personnel were in contact with Twitter regarding the Hunter Biden laptop story? I don't believe FBI personnel were in contact with with Twitter about the Hunter laptop story. Did you look at the laptop, Christopher Ray? Did you find any evidence or was it just up to a couple of good, a handful of good senators? The first chart here shows a bank record showing a $1 million wire transfer into the account of Hudson West 3 from CEFC Limited on November 2nd, 2017. Senator Grassley and I have already established CEFC is effectively an arm of the communist Chinese regime. Huh. Ah. Ridiculous. And this is the guy who's going to tip us over for the World Economic Forum in the Fourth Reich. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. As we are living through the American Dark Ages, as we are living through the controlled demolition of American principles, it's important to have perspective. My next guest brings that perspective. We've heard his name since the 80s when this country had a purpose, had a principle, had a fundamental. When the American Democrat Party was not the Democrat Mafia of today, he is somebody that even if you disagreed with, you never disagreed with his intent, his principles, his patriotism. He is Frank Gaffney, his new book coming out, The Indictment, Prosecuting the Chinese Communist Party and the front and its friends for war crimes against America and other crimes against humanity. I cannot wait for it to come out. He is the founder and executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy and the host of Security Freedom Radio, the author of numerous books, and a patriot through and through. He is Frank Gaffney. Frank, thank you for joining me. How are you? Well, I'm a lot better with that introduction, i got to tell you, Sean. Thank you. That was very generous. And well, Frank, I, listen, I followed you, and I mean this. There are some things in our foreign policy that I think were skewed after you left government. I think they were bastardized by people who may have taken advantage of the love we had for Ronald Reagan and the, the momentum that he really allowed through his understanding of American principles. And I specifically am talking about Gorbachev. And I am specifically talking about his idea of peace, his idea of peace through strength and all of it. I think he had, unfortunately, something that Donald Trump had. That is, people that were operating under his flag who were traitors to his principles. I don't think you're one of those or you wouldn't be on the show. But I think you know exactly what I'm speaking of. And I think we're living in a time when we need people to bring us perspective of what it means to have peace and security at the same time. Do I think? don't disagree with a word you said. Oh, no, I good. think you're absolutely right. And, and you know, I'm... A, 
uh, convert uh, over many, many years to the fundamental principle, as Ronald Reagan himself said, that personnel is policy. And if you've got the wrong people around you, you're going to get bad policies. I, I'm sorry to say that I think about the time I left government, um, there were more people around Reagan who were uh, yeah. betraying those principles and values that um, he brought to office and, and and not only campaigned on, but, you know, executed. One of which was the commitment to destroying the last totalitarian communist regime that sought to take out America, namely the Soviet Union. And the, the good news on this, Sean, is that despite the people who didn't want that to happen, and I put in addition to some of his own folks, uh, the, the Bushies, there was sufficient momentum behind what we did in those first seven years that um, that they weren't able to save the Soviet Union, thank God. But some of those same people are now thick as thieves with today's existential threat to freedom, as Reagan would have called it, uh, namely the totalitarian communist regime that once again seeks to take down the United States, uh, this time hailing from China, the Chinese Communist Party. And Frank, you know, it's funny. I like talking. I think this is the third time you and I talked. And I remember in the 80s when Ronald Reagan nominated you to become the Assistant Secretary of Defense. And I remember living through that era and how proud we all were. And we were proud because it wasn't a time where we had to worry about World War III. It was, it was so far removed, it wasn't even a concept. And we knew that the, back then the Russians wanted to be more like us than they wanted to be enemies of us. But we also knew that the oligarch system was corrupted. I saw what happened after they tore down the wall and Gorbachev was... I saw the oligarch rise from the KGB and the rest of it, and I know you did. And I saw the similarities between the corruption in that party, and you got to remember, brother, I'm from Chicago, and the Chicago Democrat Mafia, as I call it. And now here we are, fast forward 40 years. Here we are at the precipice of World War III. We have all fronts. North Korea is launching missiles, and you know that's just China. China is in bed with the American Democrat Party. We have a sitting president who I believe is a usurper, but nonetheless, someone we all know is financially tied to the Chinese Communist Party. How does this shake out? Well, as uh, those of us who are believers will attest, we know how it comes out in the end. Uh, praise God. It's just that there's an awful lot of rough country between here and the end. Yeah, I don't and, really want to go uh, through a I nuclear think, apocalypse, Frank. Uh, well, or any other kind of, uh, you know, Revelations-style uh, upheaval. But, and I don't know if we're there right this minute or whether it's just in prospect down the road, but one way or the other, I think there is rough country ahead. And you can't, you can't, Sean, let's just be clear, and you said it very well, you can't have not just the president of the United States, but most of the senior subordinates in his government, talk about personnel as policy, batting for the other team and have the game come out right. And that's exactly where we are at the moment. These are people who've been, you know, compromised is a, is a euphemism. It sounds pretty benign. These are people who I would argue have betrayed our country.
and are I, continuing to do so. It's so refreshing to hear somebody who has worked in government say the same thing so many of us know. These are traitors to the principles of our nation. You know, I, do, I, I don't watch men in costumes chasing balls. This is all I do. And I was doing some research earlier, and it's a fascinating little trivia question. And um, Penny Pritzker, Richard J. Daly, George Bush's brother Prescott, what do they all have in common, Frank? I'm going to help you. Uh, they, were all on the pay- they were all on the payroll of yeah. a Chinese communist businessman named Wang Chung, Wang Shun. Wang Shun mm. is the same businessman who bought the Fisker plant that was built in Delaware when Joe Biden was vice president for over $400 million. He bought it for $18 million. We see mm. um, Mitch McConnell married to the Chinese shipping heiress. We see congressmen like Swalwell. We see senators like Diane Feinstein. Have the Chinese Communist Party so successfully interwoven themselves with our government that we no longer even stand a chance of being that America of the late 80s? I pray not. Um, and, and really, the, you were kind enough to mention our forthcoming book, uh, The Indictment. Uh, one of its most important examples of the war crimes the Chinese Communist Party has waged against this country for decades in what they call initially unrestricted warfare, and more recently they declared a people's war, has been the elite capture uh, that my friend Peter Schweitzer has chronicled brilliantly in his book called Red Handed. I'm sure you've talked with him. This is this is a documentation of the magnitude of the betrayal. And you're absolutely right to point this out. It is on both sides of the aisle. It is not just Democrats. And I'm an old Scoop Jackson Democrat, and I know he is spinning at a very high RPM in his grave over what's happened to his party. But frankly, uh, I think Republicans... Uh, should be appalled at what's been happening with many, not all, but many of their top leaders, Mitch McConnell being the most egregious example. And if we are going to get back to uh, the good old days of of patriotic Americans serving to advance the cause of peace through strength and security and safety and peace and all that, um, we're going to have to clean house. And we have 20 action items, nine charges that we've introduced in this book that are describing this series of crimes against our country, crimes against humanity, including against the Chinese people, and 20 specific action items that need to be done now if we're to save our country from what's otherwise in store for it. One of which I could would argue is probably the single most important is we have to insist that people who are batting for the other team, as I say, are removed from their positions of power and influence pronto. Impeached and perhaps prosecuted as well. here's Here's the issue at hand. We are living in the third year now of the greatest bioweapon released on mankind, the bioweapon that, from all accounts, looks like it was financed originally by America, by American policy. We sit idly by as we refuse to connect the dots from Pfizer's research and development lab that was opened in 2009 in Wuhan, China, 
and EcoHealth Alliance being paid hundreds of millions of dollars by the government at the direction of, yes, pickle-faced Fauci, as I call him, but numerous other officials. And we've sat idly by as these officials have been allowed to operate in a bribery scheme of consultation for Big Pharma and the rest of it. But here we are where we have good people in government, such as Dr. Redfield, who has been saying for years this is created. We've had uh, Robert Malone, who is the patent holder of the RNA technology, say the vaccine isn't working right. So we have all these good people, whistleblowers, but every time I say that, everyone thinks of Kamala Harris. Whistleblowers who have come forward at their own peril and said this is a problem. We have the FBI which in my neighborhood is called Forever Bothering Italians, who has had the pos- in their possession prima facie evidence that the sitting president is a bribed co-conspirator and an asset of enemies foreign and domestic. Who do we go to? And I say this knowing that Larry Klayman and there are other groups and there are good people. I don't want a civil war. Isn't the law my shield and where in the hell is it? It's not under this administration, as you know very well, and you obviously talk about all the time, and properly so. The rule of law equal justice under the law is not practice of Merrick Garland's Justice Department. But but here's what I would argue is needed at the moment. You know, we've got congressional committees in the House, at least, including notably a select committee on the Chinese Communist Party threat that are, I think, perfectly positioned to prosecute the case, as I say, in the court of public opinion, at the very least, against the Chinese Communist Party, what it has done uh, with its friends in America, to our country, to our people, including, among others, the murder of a million or so of us with this COVID virus that came, yes, indeed, out of a biological warfare laboratory called the Wuhan Institute of Virology, helped along, as you say, by Tony Fauci and taxpayer funding and American technology, incredibly. That has to be prosecuted. And I think, you know, whether it is actually going to be prosecuted by the government under a Merrick Garland or a Joe Biden uh, remains, of course, to be seen, unlikely as it is. But at the very least, if there are criminal referrals that come out of the Congress with respect to those who have been aiding and abetting our enemies, and I use those terms advisedly because, as you know, Sean, that's the definition of treason. Exactly. Those prosecutions should go forward, but at least in the court of public opinion, the American people will be on notice that we have people who have engaged in treason of one kind or another. Maybe it's helping bring about a biological warfare attack against our country. Maybe it's that they have been financing the Chinese Communist Party with our money. That's a little secret that ought to be exposed, and we do in the book. Maybe it's, you know, any number of other things that they've done with elite capture as an enabler. But all of that needs to be exposed, and that's the first step to the kind of corrective action that I think you and I both know is required. I would like your expertise and your experience to help me with something, because I'm going to pose something to you that is not popular. In fact, it's quite controversial. I believe that Ihor Kolomoisky is an oligarch from the former Soviet Union. Ihor Kolomoisky has been an oligarch since the fall of the wall. I believe that he has 
exacerbated the angst between the Ukrainians and the Russians. I believe he was instrumental in covering up an eight-year civil war where the Ukrainian government was attacking Ukrainian people who happened to speak Russia. I remember this happening in 2014. I paid specific attention to it. I also think, for the most part, I am not a Russian sympathizer, that we were on the path to peace with Russia and the former Soviet Union. I also think that the benefit of this conflict benefits the very corrupt aspects of the American government who profit from conflict. Am I way off base? I think you're almost entirely right. Uh, The one point on which I think I would disagree, uh, not because I would have liked it to be true, but because I don't think under Vladimir Putin it could be true, is that we were really on the road to peace with Russia. I think Donald Trump wanted that, and I think all of us would want that. I just think that Vladimir Putin is a... Well, you talked about oligarchs. He's the Uber oligarch. Yeah, oh, the, absolutely. Uh, the richest man in the world but, yeah, is not Elon Musk. Yeah. It's Vladimir Putin. He has a country. And, and I get far, Indeed. And I'm but, not but a, more a, to the a point, Putin No, no, apologist. no, but Sean, here's the key piece. Here's the, no, no, I know you're not, and I'm not suggesting that. Yeah. I'm simply saying that I think that Vladimir Putin's ambition, which he's made no secret of, is to... Uh, reverse what he considers, what he claims, what he has insisted is the greatest catastrophe of the 20th century, which, by the way, was not World War I, nor was it World War II. It was Ronald Reagan's takedown of the Soviet Union, which we talked about earlier. Yes. And he has been intent on reconstituting it to the extent he can, at least the Russian Empire, if not the Soviet Empire. And I think that has been driving him, and I don't think you can have peace with that guy. The best you can hope for is that you keep him in a box. You deter him, you keep him essentially powerless, and I think that's what Donald Trump was working to do, with the hope, to be sure, that uh, something better might come of it. I am a, um, a, a lover of freedom and what, I, what is referred to often as capitalism. I also am a, an, am a follower and appreciator. Uh, I appreciate Ronald Reagan prior to being president. I watched him when he was governor. I watched him as he ran for president. I believe Ronald Reagan shared that love of propertyism and, and really stoked the idea of what made us the youngest and the richest country was propertyism, often referred to as capitalism. You can't have it, though, if you have a bastardized government and a bastardized Federal Reserve. Do you think that um, so many of our foreign policy problems are because the American government has destroyed the integrity of our money and is forcing other countries to use it following World War II and the Bretton Woods Agreement, and we could solve a lot of our foreign policy problems if we, in fact, had integrity in our dollar rather than political whores who want to expand it into perpetuity and force everyone to partake in the scam. Uh, yeah, you said that far better than I could. I think that's exactly right. And here's, here's the thing that really terrifies me, is that they are now the button team, um, putting the final nails into the coffin of the dollar as the reserve currency of the world. And whether it was a good idea to have other countries relying on it or not, it, we can debate. But it, it certainly has given us um, latitude, which we've abused, to be honest, uh, to um, run up our debt, 
and keep our economy going that has given us a level of comfort, maybe a false comfort at that, but nonetheless a level of comfort that most of us have now taken for granted. But here's what really worries me. Beyond all of that is the introduction by this administration of a central bank digital currency, which combined with what they're doing with the World Health Organization, by the way, going back to that earlier topic of the biological warfare attack. Subverting our policy to the World Health Organization. Did with them. Exactly. It's surrendering our sovereignty to it. In fact, letting it tell us, having made a complete hash up of Pandemic 1.0, that it'll be in charge going forward on not only Pandemic 2.0 and plus, but but actually anything that this communist from Ethiopia by the name of Tedros Ghebreyesus decides is a public health crisis of international concern, which might be, oh, I don't know, gun violence. It might be inadequate access to abortion. It might be uh, not treating adequately the um, undocumented migrants coming across our border illegally. It, it may be plants. It may be animals. It may be climate change. Who knows? It could be anything they want, but what it certainly entails, and this is one of the things I wanted to really leave with your audience, if I may. Yes. We must stand up against this idea now, and we have a narrow window to do it, I think. The next two months, we need to compel Joe Biden to withdraw the United States from the World Health Organization, just as Donald Trump was trying to do before him. He stopped that as one of his first acts in office, Joe Biden did. It needs to be restored. And we have an an opportunity, I think, with the debate that's coming up shortly on the debt ceiling. In fact, in the run-up to that debate, to say, we're out of here. And Joe Biden must do it as a price of getting any further relief on the debt ceiling, it seems to me. Frank, I think people of integrity and character could solve our problems in 90 days. If I ever do get elected, I don't even think you have to be elected now. I just have to rig the election system. If I ever do rig the election system, I'm going to tap on your shoulder to help you solve these problems in 90 days. In the meantime, when can the people order the book? Can they pre-order the book, the indictment now? Or what do they do? They can reserve it now. We're we're at the publishers, and we're just finishing up the details of our arrangement with them. But at the indictmentbook dot com is where you can pre pre register your interest in reserving a copy, and we'd be delighted to get it to you as soon as it's available. And I'm hoping that will be by the end of next month. On behalf of somebody who enjoyed this country, the pride in it, the prosperity in it that was brought to it by people such as yourself in the Reagan administration. Thank you for that, number one. And thank you, number two, for making yourself available and enlightening my audience. And I look forward to the next time you're on the show. I do as well. It's been a privilege. Bless you. Thank you. Love the great work. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I've come to the conclusion that people inherently, instinctively know when Democrats are in charge, corruption reigns. You expect lust. You expect them to steal. You know what they are by the declaration they're Democrats. Sure, you can pass them along as, ah, they're just Democrats. Morons. Stupid. But the reality is you know what they really are. They're crooks. They're liars. And they're cheats. That's what happens to the big cities. That's what happens to the small municipalities. From your local municipality all the way up to Chicago City Hall. And just pick a big city. Just pick one. 
But what happens when they're in charge of bureaucracies? Well, then they plot and they scheme. And then the Fourth Reich becomes a normalization. World government and all the rest of it. So if there ever is going to be a time in this country when we abide by principles or law, it will be what we do now that sets that. We can ignore it. We can pretend everything's Chicago. And what are you going to do? You got a communist and a fraud. Let's just pick the lesser of two evils. Or you use the evidence we have at our hand and make people pay. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, finds out that they have a financial relationship with the Wuhan Institute of Virology through EcoHealth Alliance and that they've been working with novel coronaviruses. January 31st, 2020, Dr. Fauci is warned by Dr. Christian Anderson that some of COVID-19's features potentially look engineered. We had to really uh, seriously go after the fact that it came from the lab and they knew that that was how I was thinking, although I thought we had to go after both hypotheses. And I was told later, uh, I didn't know I was excluded. I didn't know there was a February 1st conference call until the Freedom of Information came out with the emails. And I was quite upset as the CDC director that I was excluded from those discussions. Why would the CDC director was excluded because he was under Donald Trump? Doesn't matter that Dr. Redfield is an expert in everything and a man of integrity. They can discount you because you supported Donald Trump. Why aren't they ever discounted? The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. That's the president of the United States, Klaus Schwab, and the leader of the Fourth Reich. Joe Biden's just a stupid figure that they put in there because he's gitchy. President, because of you guys. Yeah, you know what? Laugh it up, union guys. Laugh it up, you mafia labor extortion rackets. Laugh it up. Trillion dollars in green energy. Have a good time. But you'll blow the money. You're bust-outs. Degenerates anyway. In the meantime, sooner or later, we're going to have to admit, we've been victims. The greatest bioweapon ever created in mankind. And you could blame the Chinese. It was their country it was created under. But it was our country that financed it. They do this. Because I had a different point of view, and I was told they made a decision that they would keep this confidential until they came up with a single narrative, which I will argue is antithetical to science. I want the facts. Dr. Redfield will confirm to you I was one of the first people to call him about Wuhan and had a lot of questions and never let up. So I want the facts. But I hope and say to my colleagues on the other slide, we cannot go down a dangerous path by pushing unfounded conspiracies about Dr. Oh, Fauci. it's not a conspiracy. You are the heir to the body by Fisher. You're the mistress of your husband, and then you walk in and you're a Congress birthing person. In the meantime, it's time you make a stand. You can make a stand. We can still do things legally. I talked to Frank Gaffney earlier. Frank Gaffney also has a website called StopVaxPassports.org. You can go on that website, and you can sign a petition right now to have us withdraw from the Fourth Reich-sponsored World Health Organization until they investigate and prosecute everybody involved in the creation of the greatest bioweapon released on mankind. I mean, start with something, and then withdraw your consent to be governed by this Democrat mafia. Bob in Park Forest. 
Hey, Sean, thank you for taking my call, sir. Great interview. Okay. Uh, Biden is not going to stop this war. He's go- they're going to go forward. Um, you got to go back to commodities. The market is showing no stability. Uh, the you know what's funny, Bob? The, the, you know what we used to call that? Hmm? Cannot hold yeah. a rally. You remember that expression? We're at yeah, 32,000. This market sucks. It's all built it up does. on fraud and, and it's scams. crashing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But when, when, when they need more money, they'll fake they'll fake demand for our bonds. No, they'll, they'll steal no, more they'll in crash them. lending. They'll, they'll crash the market and take their money back. Not your money, their money. Bob and Park Forest is absolutely correct. It's why after the collapse, banks, nobody went to jail for any of that. Banks got stronger and richer. And the competition, the small few private banks that were honest, they were driven out of business with regulation. It's a duopoly of corruption. K Street thrives. Main Street boarded up. Mike on the south side. Yeah, we're uh, slouching towards Gehenna, huh? <laughs> it's not good, kid. Not good. That's why I'm yeah, going to do it in a pair of flip-flops and some unusual underwear. Yeah, so uh, so basically my wheelhouse is the military, right? So I was outspoken in the ranks, and I'm outspoken out of the ranks. And, uh, like, currently in the military, I'm just kind of summing up an article. I was going to send it to you. But the senior leadership are told to spy on those under their command for signs of racism, white supremacism, extremism, and Christian nationalism, and more. And not only that, the recruitment is down at all-time low since 1973, and they're saying that 77% of those eligible for military service cannot even pass the lower induction requirements due to obesity, drug use, criminal records, or failure to meet minimum physical and mental standards. And now they're actually, the military, the Department of Defense is actually going to be paying for uh, abortion vacations. Nice. So but they're, they're going to pay for um, women in the military to go, and they're going to get three weeks of paid leave to go and find an abortion wherever they want to in the United States. Hmm. And this is what they're doing to the leadership. And they're telling the leadership that they are forbidden. The commanders are forbidden to question or advise women requesting abortion leave in any fashion. And they're calling that, if you like uh, question that, they're calling that toxicity. So you're toxic. And they're saying that such officers will be relieved of their duty and possibly court-martialed. This is where the military's at. There's good news, though, for those kids who are too stupid, too criminal too drug addicted to go into the military, they could always become congressmen and senators where there are no standards, and they have a less chance of actually dying in conflict as they send brave people to die. Thank you, Mike, on the south side. I appreciate it. It's all good news, but it's all part of the Great Reset. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. In short, we need a Great Reset. I love it. When a blue-eyed white Nazi devil talks about equality. The son of the Third Reich, leader of the Fourth Reich, and president of America. Because there isn't a thought Joe Biden has that wasn't put in his head by this Nazi bastard. We'll be back after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. 
I love that show. I love that show, Squirrel. You gotta be freaking kidding me. Worst president up until the dimwit in diapers, Joe Biden. Still alive. Like a guppy on a bed. Diane Feinstein, communist sympathizing dimwit, speed racer hairdo, still alive. Mitch McConnell, old lady face. Those 14 chins, the turtle out of his shell, still alive. But Beretta's dead, squirrel? Is that what you're telling me? Robert Blake? Are you frecking? Did you ever see In Cold Blood, squirrel? In Cold Blood, 1965. Did you ever, I mean, did you watch Rebecca, uh, Beretta? Did you ever see it? How about Electric Glide, 1973? Robert Blake, no? You can go back to the 50s, Robert Blake. Are you kidding me? Forget James Dean. Robert Blake was the man. I'll tell you what. Terrible, terrible. I'm, I, I can't believe Robert Blake is dead. I can't believe it. But we're living in strange times. Jimmy Carter, he'll do fine. He'll be alive for another 10 years. Joe Biden, he may be elected six more times by the time it's all over with. Hunter Biden, he's doing great. Don't worry. Liaison on corruption, fine. But Robert Blake, gone. In, in one sentence, can you provide a definition of gain-of-function research? And I, and I say that because there become... Even Robert Blake knew COVID was the greatest bioweapon ever released on mankind. He even knew we're victims of the Great Reset. He even knew that the American Democrat is the new Fourth Reich. Sad night. Are you going to watch a Robert Blake movie tonight, Squirrel? I'm giving you a mission. I really want you to watch in cold blood. It's one of his best. It's a little semantics sometimes, I believe, yeah. within the scientific community of what, what, what is a chimera and what is gain of function. Yeah, I think it's to take a pathogen and try to increase one of two things or both, to increase its transmissibility or its pathogenicity. I disagree with some of my colleagues at NIH to say the definition is restricted to a pathogen that's... Our- NIH, you know what that is? That's what Fauci was a member of. That's what makes them all rich. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. This entire administration could have been an entire season of Beretta because Beretta was an investigator, private detective. And he used to have a saying, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. But back then, criminals went to prison. Now they go to Washington, D.C., Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. And that's how we're going to find out everything about the bioweapon. There will be a time, hopefully, when they can't steal elections. There will be a time, hopefully, when the American tolerance for the corruption that we all know lives and breathes in the mafia, the Democrat Party. There will be a time when people had enough. As COVID-19 began to spread across the world, there were two competing hypotheses about the origin of this virus that needed to be vigorously explored. The first hypothesis... And none of them were, because the mafia ran cover for it. Sooner or later, somebody's going to go to prison for this. I wish you ended with a little Beretta. All right, everybody watch a good show of Beretta. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.